According to a new poll, 71% of Trump voters expect a civil war or some kind of major political and social upheaval. Around 40% of Joe Biden supporters feel the same. I don't know the total percentages for the general population because we don't have the actual number breakdown of this poll, but this is a new high. The poll was published in the Washington Examiner on January 8th. Now, why should we be talking about expectations of a civil war? The left, uh, many on the left would tell you that by talking about it, that by me saying, look what happened, this is going to contribute to, lead to, or is a civil war, it is somehow making that happen. I think that's patently absurd, mostly because every single video I've done on it uh, is to express that you don't want it. It would be a bad thing, and we should do everything we can to avoid it. Now, when the conflict doesn't occur, I remember just even a, a few weeks ago, I was getting inundated by Democrat leftist types saying, now we can see all your predictions were wrong. Everything, everything you said was wrong. You were telling people this was going to happen, and it, was, and it didn't happen. And then the sixth happened. And now some people on the left are saying it's the worst attack on the U.S. since 9-11, which is absurd, but that's what they're saying. Glenn Greenwald noted that the left is using this essentially as their 9-11, basically to enact sweeping new laws and social restrictions and things like that. No, the reason we talk about it is so that you know what people are thinking, according to a poll published in a major American newspaper. And we talk about it once again to say, you don't want this. The left shouldn't want this. The right shouldn't want this. But we're getting to a point where neither faction really cares. The left doesn't think it will happen in the sense that they think they have the control now. That the, uh, as Michael Tracy put it, the left liberal monoculture is about to merge with the state. Well, let me read you his tweet. Michael Tracy says, the new corporate authoritarian liberal left monoculture is going to be absolutely ruthless. And in 12 days, it is merging with the state. This is only the beginning. Yes, Michael Tracy is absolutely correct, particularly astute individual, I might add, because we've been quoting him quite a bit because he's kind of hitting the nail on the head with the hammer. Now, on the right, as we just learned earlier uh, today, I did a segment. Amazon is banning Parler. As many conservatives, many of whom don't endorse what happened at the Capitol and are critical of it, many of them are seeing their access purged, their accounts removed. Following this, they're being backed into a corner. It is going to radicalize people who didn't want to be involved, and many of them will now get involved. Many on the right who have already been removed have been saying for some time, we've already lost everything. So what else is there? These are the people who are essentially walking us towards civil war. I can't blame people who are being oppressed and being, you know, having their lives destroyed. And I can't blame people who are terrified of authoritarianism. But I can blame those who would advocate for authoritarianism under the guise of fighting against it, which is why typically I'm criticizing the left and telling them to stop before things go too far. They've gone too far because here's the here's actually the important thing you need to know about this poll. The Washington Examiner published this on the 8th. The poll was taken before the 4th. That's right. The poll that said civil war expect expectations reach new high was taken before the events at the Capitol. Now, I can only imagine following what happened at the Capitol, both sides are basically maxed out to a high degree expecting some kind of civil war or whatever. And I'll just tell you this, simply by talking about it and telling you the poll exists is not in any way expecting or encouraging it to happen. 
But what the left, you know, many on the left who want Joe Biden in power and want the reins of authority and want the power to remove their opponents, they don't want opposition. They don't want anyone talking about a potential for conflict. They want everyone to just agree with them. There's a really interesting speech going around from Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he says that, you know, he talks about post-World War II Austria, the reaction from broken men who were guilty and in pain from shrapnel and in pain in their emotions after losing this war. And he said it was bad. But he likened what happened in, in, in Germany to the Proud Boys. He literally in, invokes the Proud Boys. This kind of rhetoric is not going to make things better. It's going to make things worse. He was calling on Americans to come together regardless of party. But what these people don't understand is that they continue to spit in the face of the 74 or 75 million people who voted for Trump while telling them to join us. That doesn't work. That won't work. You can't insult someone and call Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley gobels like Joe Biden did. And then Arnold come out and say that it was essentially the Proud Boys, the equivalent of the Proud Boys in, 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 on Kristallnacht, and then think these people will stand next to you in unity. So it's almost like they don't want it. And they don't want me pointing out what they're doing is wrong and is encouraging the violence. Don't ask me why. It's just the way it is. But it's going to expand from here. And I think we're going to start seeing things uh, get worse, obviously. And, and, and people, look, too many people say it's pessimistic. Is it pessimistic to say this literally happened? Is it pessimistic to say police departments across the U.S. are probing their own members to see who took part in the Capitol riot? Brandon Strzok of the Walk Away campaign had his entire organization removed from Facebook and everyone involved was banned, like everyone, apparently. Some of these people were just contractors, I guess. I, I suppose the reason was he held a Walk Away event in D.C. And because of that, he was an organizer for what led to the storming of the Capitol, even though he certainly didn't. Well, there you go. They're now removing anybody who is associated. What comes next? There are reports that they're going to be probing departments to look for people who may be associated not just with the events of the Capitol, but with white supremacy. These are the political witch hunts that can get. Well, they'll, they, if they continue to escalate, and I don't see reason why they would not. It becomes witch hunts. They'll say, we don't know for sure if this person was involved, but we definitely should get rid of them anyway. There's a musician. His name is, I believe, is Ariel Pink, removed from his record label for simply being in D.C. to hear Trump speak. Not at the Capitol. Not. Josh Hawley lost his book with Simon & Schuster. This is, the, this is the bits of escalation I've been warning about. I want to stress Michael Tracy's point about the authoritarian liberal left corporate monoculture merging with the state. And then I want to show you this, this, this story and read to you what's happening. The examiner says, civil war expectations reach new high, 71% of Trump, uh, Trump supporters. Soul searching and lecturing following the election in Wednesday's Capitol protests and riots have done nothing to tamp down GOP outrage. According to a new survey, a record high 71% of Trump supporters believe the country is headed towards civil war. What's more, 40% of President-elect Joe Biden supporters agree. Trump has done little to cool feelings today, tweeting that he plans to stay in the fight after leaving office. And that's true. I think Trump has handled this poorly. But the problem is both sides, I believe, are handling this poorly. Quote, the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. 
The poll from the Frontier Center's ear to the ground, shared with secrets, is the latest to show the deep division in the nation and likely support Trump has. The question, do you believe our country may likely be headed to a civil war or other significant upheaval? And we can see Joe Biden, yes. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, of the Joe Biden voters, 40% said yes. And Trump supporters, 71% said yes. Biden had the largest faction of those saying no. 31% of Biden supporters say no, we are not. But only 8% of Trump supporters said no, we are not. 29% of Biden supporters were unsure and 20% of Trump supporters were unsure. Trump supporters overwhelmingly think either it's going to happen or they're not sure if it will or it won't. Only a small percentage think it won't. The center's Anne Sorek Siegel told us the controversy over the disputed election outcome is crystallizing the view that a new civil war is coming. Trump supporters view this election not as an endpoint now, but as a phase, a phase line in a war that has already begun. She offered up other details from their from the findings when asked who won the election. Technically, the responses were, if you believe civil war is coming, only 17 percent believe Biden won. 81% of those who believe civil war is coming think Trump won. 3% unsure. If you believe there will be no civil war, 55% of those who don't think a civil war is coming said Biden won. 25 Trump won and 14 unsure. And those unsure are split. 40% for Biden, 48 for Trump and 12% unsure. Several other polls throughout the election showed rising concern of a potential civil war. This week's protests and riots on Capitol Hill and other state capitals suggests the polling is pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, the polling. The polling. Let me just pull it up for you. It's from the 4th. And there's a really funny thing on Christmas cards. I don't know. It's January 4th, 2021. The poll was done well before. Now, to be fair, they say the Frontier Center Ear to the Ground surveyed 342 Americans to determine their Christmas card behavior. They say people, uh, you know, going on and, you know, peacetime ritual, etc. And they go on to mention those who believe in some kind of civil war. It's a small sample size. They haven't released their uh, methodology. So maybe it's bunk. Maybe it's bunk. But I do think it's still relevant, at least in the sense that major newspapers are talking about it. The rhetoric on social media is beginning to escalate and it's getting downright scary. Let me show you this. People for Bernie. I mentioned this earlier in the day. They said you're either Antifa or pro-fascism. There is no middle ground. The question today isn't which side are you on? That question has already been answered. We know who sided with fascism. Don't let them escape it. We have this from the Lincoln Project saying at Project Lincoln, we are constructing a database of Trump officials and staff that will detail their roles in the Trump administration and track where they are now. No personal info, only professional, but they will be held accountable and not allowed to pretend they were not involved. In the speech from Arnold, he said, we must hold those who made this happen accountable. What does that mean? Who is that? What kind of language is that? Hold them accountable. I agree. What about those on the left who made this happen? Should we hold Pelosi accountable when she went to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and asked them to usurp command? What the Joint Chiefs of the Pentagon said would amount to a military coup? Will there be accountability for her? Will there be, a, will there be accountability for Kamala Harris, who solicited donations to those who, for, for those who were rioting across the country and destroying businesses? Will there be any accountability for those who enabled the Chaz, which resulted in many dead as a group of far left extremists tried to seize territory in American city? There won't be. And Arnold won't be calling for it either. And therein lies the deep seated problem we have in this country. 
The left won't admit fault while demanding the right does. And the right has no problem saying that Lynn Wood is crazy and then calling out the left. Elements of the fringe right and the moderate right are actually split. Elements of the far left and the neolib, you know, corporate left are not. Or I should say the centers of power lie in the woke cultist left. The centers of power on the right do not lie in the fringe Linwood type Q right. They don't. Right now, you have people like Mike Cernovich, one of the most prominent Trump supporters in this period who really did help Trump get elected. Dis, like, uh, I don't want to say disavowing, but basically criticizing all of these crazy conspiracy theorists and people like Lynn Wood, saying he feels bad for the people who still believe Trump is somehow going to win even after all of this. No, it's over. Trump conceded. But there are people who just believe it. They just believe crazy things about satellites and, and Q and the plan and all this nonsense that's never come true. When you have prominent independent personalities like Cernovich, not even a mainstream Republican saying it ended a long time ago, you can see the centers of power don't lie with the fringe Linwood types. I'll tell you, I'm surprised to see the fact that Linwood got so many retweets and, and so much support before he was banned because a lot of people do believe it. But when you look at the left, you can see that Arnold never called out the extremism. I, 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 maybe that's unfair. He certainly did, uh, and many others, uh, call out the violence. But to this extent, of course not. Did the media call out any of this violence to this extent? Absolutely not. On the contrary, they defended it to a certain degree. Look, it'd be one thing if Cuomo came out and said all of this violence must stop during the Black Lives Matter riots. Instead, he said, who said protests need to be polite or peaceful? And it was shockingly brazen. And that's the narrative they took. Why? Because the centers of power do lie with the insurrectionist and woke left. Now, they'll deny it because they'll say, look, Joe Biden's president. Yes, but Joe Biden having a, 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 a seat in the, in the Oval Office is not the base of all power. They claimed that Donald Trump was uh, in power simply by being president. But we know that's not true. We know that all the cultural institutions were substantially more powerful than Trump. We know that Donald Trump couldn't get his own administration to do things and that Trump wasn't even smart enough to get on an alternative social platform. If Trump got on Parler early on, it would have made it very, very difficult for these big tech companies to remove Parler. But Trump did not do it. He didn't do it. None of these Republicans, Trump included, were smart enough to see the writing on the wall. No matter how much I said, we had a podcast, Joe Rogan and I, Two years ago, more, it was it three years ago now? How long ago was that? Wow. Almost three years ago. Isn't that crazy? Was it three years ago? I don't even remember when it was. Was it, no, was it two years ago? 2019 or 2018? I think it was 2019. I can't remember. I think it was 2019. Okay, two years ago. But we talked about this. I warned about this. I said to Jack, if you keep doing this, you will lead us to a very dark place. He didn't care. Neither did Vijayagade. They didn't care. And now here we are. When it comes to crimes committed, the people who deserve the blame are the people who committed the actions, the people who stormed through the doors of the Capitol and the people who bashed that cop over the head. They're the ones who, who take who, who should deserve full accountability and responsibility for what they have done. Will they? I don't think so. Well, not on the not in certain circumstances, but at least as it goes with the uh, the federal government. What we're seeing now is sweeping attacks on anyone involved, period, and a dramatic escalation. 
But what I just see this going to a dark place. When you see the likes of Project Lincoln saying, you know, the Lincoln Project, that they're going to be amassing names. So it doesn't it doesn't matter what what the, what the rhetoric is or what you think is right. And that's ultimately what this comes what this comes down to. The, the actions that, you know, we see the people who took them are the one are the responsible parties. But both tribes don't care. And it's the same as we see with the police, same we see with Antifa. And I've criticized Antifa and the far leftists ever since Occupy. When their extremists would smash windows and hurt people, they'd say, we'll take care of it. When there were a series of rapes inside Occupy Wall Street's camp at Zuccotti, they said, don't tell the police we will take care of it. And did they? No. They just put up some flyers saying, don't let these people back in. They did not take care of it. When the police during Occupy wrongfully arrested a photographer, was there accountability for the officer who lied under oath? None. None. A police officer I filmed lied under oath about an arrest and got away with it. No accountability within the system, none without. And so legitimacy is out the window. Regular people view it as legitimate because they're not paying attention. But once people start to realize that they're not going to be getting any accountability, then the system collapses. We start to see people on the left make assumptions about all police encounters, thinking that every single instance of a police shooting is some kind of evil, uh, you know, craven or depraven act that must be held, they must be held accountable for. Now you can argue there should be some accountability for someone who's dumb. A scared cop who shoots somebody in panic should probably lose their weapon and maybe put, be put on desk duty. But if you're talking about somebody who approaches a vehicle and sees someone reach down into their belt and they say stop and the person doesn't and they panic, it's very different from just executing someone. Their challenges, I think there should be accountability there. The left wants first degree murder charges in these circumstances, but it doesn't make sense. On the right, you see complaints that the media isn't held accountable for advocating for violence. That's right, because they hold the cultural institutions, and that means they have that power to advocate for these things. A wave of statements about punching Nazis led to a dramatic escalation from these groups who feel like they've been crushed and marginalized and refused to back down. When people feel their existence is being threatened, when you back a scared animal into a corner, it will choose to fight, fight or flight. And if they have no choice, if, if flight is destroyed, they choose fight. So take a look at what's going on right now. As Twitter purges the right, the opportunity for flight is being crushed. As everybody fled, these big tech companies and these far leftists chased after them to make sure no matter what you do, no matter where you go, they will stop the boot on your neck. Lick it or else they say the left that was once fighting and challenging against corporate censorship at Occupy Wall Street is now supporting it wholeheartedly. I firmly believe the right would do the same if they control the cultural institutions. We saw it in previous decades. So it's not about necessarily which tribe is in the right. It's about which tribe is currently doing the wrong thing. And that's the left. And they're going to encourage violence. Mike Pence is not sure what he'll do. He has not ruled out using the 25th Amendment, but fears Trump will do something to jeopardize national security if he does. As it's revealed, VP sheltered in bunker with family and heard MAGA mob chanting, hang Mike Pence. Trump plans defiant final week as many Democrats urge his ouster. Trump is confident Pence and members of his cabinet will not attempt to remove him. Trump only has 10 more days. Not even that. The inauguration is the 20th. So about nine days to actually do anything. 
I think it, it's kind of scary that Trump could go off the rails. Apparently, he's been angry and yelling, you know, to aides and things like that. He should never have fired Brad Parscale. That was a massive error. Brad Parscale, I think, also made a major mistake with that failed rally that took place in, I think it was Omaha, or was it Tulsa? I think it was Tulsa. I don't know, one of those two. A lot of mistakes have been made by Trump. And you can see that he was never prepared for this. There are some things that Trump did that I thought were really good. And I'll clarify a statement I made the other day because some people took issue with it. When I, I, when I said something to the effect of my support for Trump went so far as he was trying to remove troops from the Middle East, what I meant to say was the biggest thing he had done was removing troops, uh, uh, troops from the Middle East or trying to, and that was serious. Not to pretend like there was other things that, uh, like, like I was disavowing or pretending like I never supported other things from him. No, absolutely. There, there, there are a handful of things Trump did like his executive order on critical race theory. I can't speak too much about what he did in terms of economic policy other than the economy was doing really, really well. And I think his his desperate attempts to pull troops out of the Middle East were something worth supporting. So I was definitely in favor of that. No new wars as well. And those were the big issues. There were many others who felt similarly. But I've never been a MAGA hat wearing Trump, Trump flag waving individual like you know many people were. But I absolutely voted for the man. And I absolutely stand stand by it. As of now, looking at Trump's reaction to the six is, I don't know, vomitous. I thought it was awful. I thought it was just absolutely awful. Uh, he should have immediately come out and said stop and no. And he should have done more to make sure something like this didn't happen. Nonviolent civil disobedience is acceptable. What we saw at the Capitol was unacceptable. I wish we could get a president who would stop what's going on in, the, in these foreign wars and, 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 these empire, and this empire. And it's fascinating to me now that those on the left who would claim to be anti-imperialist are lining up in lockstep behind Joe Biden. Well, we'll see how this goes. And it'll go almost exactly as we saw during the Obama years. The prosecution of whistleblowers and journalists, the expansion of federal uh, powers and security powers. But I can say I'm glad to see many on the left, many populist leftists are starting to reject the idea of new domestic terror laws. Hopefully they, hopefully they realize what that will mean for them. As Ocasio-Cortez cheered on the removal of Trump, I made one point very clear. I think it's great that corporations are starting to purge these people because that means we can count on them getting rid of Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez next. And I think we can all appreciate that, right? Silly populists. That was the joke. I more than uh, welcome AOC to use her platform to speak her mind, as well as Bernie Sanders. In fact, there's a lot of things I support Bernie Sanders on, but I just question his integrity. At this point, I question Trump's integrity quite well. I'll put it this way. I've actually had more favorability for Bernie than for Trump for a long time, but actions speak louder than words. I think Bernie has said some things notably about white people on the stage of the debates I did not like. And Bernie's embrace of woke culture and his weakness was was pathetic. He also started supporting things that I thought were absurd. But in terms of character, it was okay. Trump's character is garbage. It's always been garbage. And like the man at the airport story I've told before said to me that he would never invite Trump to his house for dinner, but the economy was doing really, really well. And so that's what they supported. They tried to claim Trump was a fascist dictator. No, if anything, Trump was a bumbling, you know, government servant. I'll put it that way. He didn't know how to use government. He didn't know what was going on. He had some strong ideas. And at least we didn't see an expansion of war. We didn't see new wars. We saw a little bit expansion drone strikes, and that was a bad thing, which is why in the first few years I did not support him. I criticized him. But in the last couple of years, these historic peace agreements, we must not forget, were, were amazing. 
Now the media is seeking to destroy what's left of the Trump legacy, saying he will go down in history as the worst president in American history. And that is factually not true. Well, as so long as the media takes control of everything, it's, it is true. If there really is some kind of civil war and then the right ends up winning, then Trump will be the greatest. And then in the end, if you know the left wins, then Trump will be the worst. But how can you claim that just because Trump has a tantrum or that he, he whines or that he doesn't do enough, that his historic peace agreements should be thrown into the gutter, that his attempts to withdraw troops should be thrown in the gutter. It doesn't work that way. There's nuance to this world. Trump's peace agreements were one of the biggest things that I supported. And it's it's amazing that even up until now in the what's supposed to be a lame duck session, there have been tremendous strides. But they don't care. What's happening now is tribalism. And that's what's scary. If you can't admit that Trump's peace agreements were good and that his attempt to withdraw the troops was good, even though many of the things he did was bad and his character was awful, then I don't think you deserve to be in, you know, well, I shouldn't say that. I should say, I don't think I should take your word. You know, I don't think I should listen. I don't think I should value your opinions. The reality is you've got people on the right saying Trump is the best period. People on the left saying Trump is the worst period. Many people on the left believing that Trump is and always will have been an agent of Russia. And then people on the right thinking that you got to trust the plan because Trump's got to ace up his sleeve. The reality is Trump is not the best. He's not the worst. I think that in terms of what I valued, I referred to him as the best president, at least of my life, because he didn't start any new wars and because he tried getting our troops out of the out of the Middle East, which was a disgusting mess. And for that reason, he was one of the best, plus the booming economy. For a variety of reasons, he's pretty bad. And that's why I often say Trump's bad, but he's not that bad. Ever since he started making these peace agreements and working on getting troops, uh, troop withdrawal, I said he's actually pretty OK in some of these areas. Far from perfect. Far from the worst. Everybody is going to have their opinions, and that's fine. But I'll tell you where we're going right now is is worrisome, and I find it to be particularly dangerous because the left doesn't care about history and facts. They care about their perspective and worldview, and it's twisted and tormented. You've got people like Lynn Wood who say the same thing. But take a look at the likes of, say, Cernovich or Will Chamberlain, prominent conservatives, trying to return things to normalcy and have a real conversation. The problem is this conservative base, which is the largest, don't have the uh, are, are ignored, I suppose, by the media. The media wants to use the fringest element of the right to destroy all on the right. And the seats of power on the left lie with the woke cultists. So you can see where we're heading. And I don't think there's a path out. That's my opinion. And I don't think it's pessimism. I think it's realism. I think you want to go back to all those people who laughed and mocked me and said, Tim's stupid for thinking something like this could happen. And then it literally happens. And they say, it's your fault for saying it could happen. Yes, sure. So is the podcast. It could happen here. So is the Atlantic and the New York Mag. So is Washington Examiner. So is the Frontier Center for Ears on the Ground. Every single one of these organizations that said the exact same thing was coming. It's all their fault, too. No, the reality is, is anybody who would try and do this, it's tribalism. They don't like you. They don't want conflict. And they want everyone to feel like you have been crushed. You will be crushed. And there is no fighting back. I certainly think it's going to get dark in this country because as Michael Tracy said, which I'll iterate once again, reiterate, the corporate neoliberal authoritarian monoculture is merging with the state. Call it what you want. This is only the beginning and it's going to get worse. So do what you got to do. I'll leave it there. I will not have a segment coming up at 4 p.m. on my main channel because I'm going to chill for the rest of the day and probably wind things down to a certain capacity with a heavier focus on the Timcast IRL podcast. So subscribe over at youtube.com slash Timcast IRL. 
And we will see how things develop. But these next 10 days are going to be particularly worrisome. And then I think even after that, it's going to get worrisome too, because no one, no one will back down. I'll see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. Things are getting really dark, really fast in this country. The rhetoric online has become just absolutely psychotic. On the right, Trump supporters, conservatives in general are being purged in massive numbers. And as they flee these platforms and head to parlor, among other platforms, big tech companies do what they've always done and seek to destroy their competition. Now, I don't know exactly why many of these right wing individuals are being banned, but there's estimates of like 60,000. I'm not sure if that's true, but many people have reported losing tens of thousands of followers on Twitter as users seem to be mass purged. Some have speculated that the numbers are going down because people are quitting the platform in response to Donald Trump being banned. And I think that's fair to say, you know, a lot of Trump supporters said they're only on there for Trump. Before Trump signed up, Twitter was doing really bad. I should say before Trump was, you know, basically on the track to be president, Twitter was doing really bad. And then once Trump became particularly prominent and was using Twitter for political purposes, Twitter started to do better. Now it makes sense that they're going to lose a lot of users. However, we are seeing from a lot of people, they are saying they are being banned. A lot of people. Here's a tweet from People for Bernie, a verified Twitter account. You're either Antifa or pro-fascism. There is no middle ground. The question today isn't which side are you on. That question has already been answered. We know who sided with fascism. Don't let them escape it. Tweets like this do not exist in the mainstream right for the most part. I mean, I'm not going to speak in you know absolutes, but this is the people for Bernie account. It's like Bernie's campaign account tweeting sides are drawn. We know who you are and you will not escape on the right. You have a lot of people being banned typically for arbitrary things, saying like learn to code. That was a very famous moment. Many people uh, in one instance, Zuby, the rapper said, OK, dude, and received a suspension. Now, on Parler, there are a lot of people on the right who have lost their minds, as far as I'm concerned. Lynn Wood has been crazy for some time. That dude is off the res- he's, he's He's just he's lost it. He's off the plot. And I guess the difference is Twitter is quickly becoming the left wing version of, you know, it's not it's not a one for one comparison. Twitter is do- being dominated by the left every single day, and they're advocating for serious political extremism. My friends, we now have one of the most dramatic escalations once again. As Parler becomes the, the choice of those who have been deplatformed, Amazon has announced they are shutting down web hosting services for Parler. This is their end. Parler is being essentially cut off from their a- access to their databases, which, which means at some point tonight, I believe by midnight, by 12 a.m. tomorrow, or, or some people have said noon. I'm not entirely sure. Parlor just won't work. It's gone. BuzzFeed News reports. Amazon's suspension of Parlor's account means that unless it can find another host, once the ban takes effect on Sunday, Parlor will go offline. Amazon notified Parlor that it would be cutting off the social network favored by conservatives and extremists from its cloud hosting service, Amazon Web Services, according to an email obtained by BuzzFeed News. The suspension which will go into effect on Sunday just before midnight, means that Parler will be unable to operate and will go offline unless it can find another hosting service. Now, the reason for 
the removal. It's people like Linwood who's saying insane things. He's advocating for insane things. And I believe that in many circumstances, the posts put up by a lot of these people we see are imminent threats and absolutely, for legal reasons, must be removed. Some states have uh, very strict, you know, legal um, uh, laws on when you remove things like a true threat, true threat versus imminent threat. The issue is Twitter is loaded with these as well. So you don't see, you know, people taking screenshots from Twitter and then going nuts in the media saying ban Twitter. Why? Journalists love Twitter. They use Twitter. It's their platform. So they're not going to be writing about all of the insane psychobabble on Twitter. It's an interesting thing. We had uh, Bill Ottman from Minds, the Minds.com, M-I-N-D-S.com. It's another uh, non-Big3 uh, social platform. And he was saying that uh, they were actually banned from the Google Play Store as well for some explicit images. And so one day he just reached out to uh, Google and said, you realize Twitter has full-blown porn on it, don't you? And then, yes, sure enough, they got reinstated. But let's read more. They say people on Parler used the social network to stoke fear, spread hate, and coordinate the insurrection at the Capitol building on Wednesday. The app has recently been overrun with death threats, celebrations of violence, and posts encouraging patriots to march on D.C. with weapons on January 19th, the day before the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden, which is horrifying, psychotic. And yeah, People shouldn't be allowed to advocate for armed insurrection. That's a crime. What about Black Lives Matter? Can we ban Twitter? <laughs> I just hate Twitter so much. Uh, no, I don't want Twitter banned. I don't want Parler banned. I think the law should be enforced. And I think there are interesting questions about whether or not Parler can handle heavy moderation of people saying insane things. But what about Twitter? They did the exact same things and they call themselves the free speech wing of the free speech party. Yet here we are. It's insane. In an email obtained by BuzzFeed News, an AWS trust and safety team told Parler Chief Policy Officer Amy Pikoff that the service, I'm sorry, that the calls for violence propagating across the social network violated its terms of service. Amazon said it was unconvinced that the service's plan to use volunteers to moderate calls for violence and hate speech would be effective. That's it. So, so them saying they will moderate, okay, guys, we will do it. They said, meh, it's not going to work anyway. Nuke. That's where we're headed. What do you think is going to happen to all these angry people? Do you think they just stop being angry? Do you think the grievances they have watching TV? You think they're only learning this stuff from social media? Now, I'll tell you, look, people who are organizing violence and riots shouldn't be allowed to do so. It's a crime uh, or insurrection, whatever you want to call it. But on the left, they are still doing it. They're still issuing veiled threats and death threats. They did it with Covington. These people weren't banned. So you see where we're going. Do you think regular people who are being nuked are just going to stop being angry when they see the people go on TV and advocate for their destruction? Now you have CNN saying that uh, uh, cable providers should ban Fox News, OAN and Newsmax. And then what? These people will just continue to be angry. There are a lot of there's a lot of freaky stuff going on. It's not just this. But let me show you something. Rokana. Parler is hosted by Amazon Web Services. Amazon should deny Parler services until January 21st unless they commit to removing all posts related to incitement of violence concerning inauguration. This will help prevent further violence and save lives. Interesting. This was two days ago. Rokana, congressman, said Amazon should remove Parler. A day later, they are permanently a little bit more than what Rokana asked for. 
But Ro Khanna asked Parler to do something they probably can't even do. Apparently, the feds don't want any of these posts removed. Now you see the conundrum. The FBI is telling social media companies they have to keep these posts up because they're investigating. If Parler were to go and remove them, that could put them in legal jeopardy or just it would make them defy the feds. It's it's an untenable situation. Either you remove it or we ban you, but also don't remove it because then you're helping these people and we want to investigate. So which is it? Neither. You can't do anything. The only end result is going to be Parler gets nuked. John Matz, who is the I believe he's one of the co-founders of Parler, said Sunday at midnight, Amazon will be shutting off all of our servers in an attempt to completely remove free speech off the Internet. There is the possibility Parler will be unavailable on the Internet for up to a week as we rebuild from scratch. We prepared for events like this by never relying on Amazon's proprietary infrastructure and building bare metal products. We will try our best to move to a new provider right now as we have many competing for our business. However, Amazon, Google, and Apple purposefully did this as a coordinated effort, knowing our options would be limited and knowing this would inflict the most damage right as President Trump was banned from tech companies, from the tech companies. This was a coordinated attack by the tech giants to kill competition in the marketplace. We were too successful too fast. You can expect the war on competition and free speech to continue, but don't count us out. John Metz says, we are the closest thing to competition Facebook or Twitter has seen in many years. I believe Amazon, Google, Apple work together to try and ensure they don't have competition. They will not win. We are the world's last hope for free speech and free information. What they are doing is unprecedented, unfounded, and absolutely disgusting, shameful. This is a battle against all of us, liberals, conservatives, atheists, Christians, black, white, etc. They want to keep their monopoly over speech. They want us fighting. They don't want us working together. They don't want us working with each other. They want us hating one another. Par- uh, parlay, he's calling it parlay, brings two people with conflicting ideas together. Our mission is free speech, democracy, and us, the people having the power. The elite don't want us to be free. They want hate, division, and power. I actually, I actually think so. I want to show you a tweet. I want to show you that I think John's correct. I do. Jack Dorsey, he tweeted this, a heart, and it says top charts, signal, private messenger, number one with the heart. Signal's great. It really is. And uh, I think you should use it. And I think the people who founded Signal, uh, I've talked to them before. They seem all right. I don't know where their ideology stands now. But I think it's absolutely evil that, the, that Jack is tweeting this out because the only reason that Signal is number one was because these companies nuked Parler. Signal only hit number one because Apple, in concert with other big tech companies, nuked their competition. Parler was number one. You remove that, and now Signal's number one. So I can respect Jack for giving props to Signal for sure. But I think it's insane that he's glossing over the nightmarish dystopian reality that just occurred to make this happen. Maybe evil is a little strong, but I think things are getting, I think things are getting, man, just really, really bad. There's, there's dark talk happening right now. Dark stuff coming. I don't know. I don't know. Parlor's getting the nuke. They may be able to recover. Gab has done something interesting. Now, Gab is similar to Parler. Gab has created their own web hosting service. Gab is, is now creating their own cell phones. So maybe there is a light at the end of this tunnel in that this will bring about true, true competition. My concern, however, is that what we will end up really getting 
is parallel economies and communications, which, of course, I suppose will only lead to some kind of civil war. I'm going to keep this segment short. I normally keep these videos longer, but I've got a bunch of stories that uh, I'll go through. And, you know, I'm thinking of of lightening the load on uh, weekends and just doing less and less content and putting more focus on Timcast IRL just because of how insane things are getting. And we're getting to the point where very serious conversations are starting to happen. And I'm, I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm looking at history. I'm reading about, you know, what's going on with Parler, the lucrative merger of corporation and state that state actors, the Democrats are calling for the removal of their of their political rivals and any platform that dare allow them to speak. I understand that, you know, there's a lot of crazy Q people saying a lot of crazy things. But they've been purging outright conservative voices just because they're bombastic, I suppose. They are purging and have been purging their political rivals for some time. And now it's ramped up to an extreme degree. Corporations are aiding the Democratic Party in the removal of their rivals. If you take a look at the following, if you go to like Social Blade and look at the followers of, say, you know, a list of Republicans and then pull up a list of Democrats. The Democrats are gaining massive amounts of followers and the Republicans are losing massive amounts of followers. They are tilting the scales on purpose. So where do you think that all leads to? First, they start by saying anybody who is at the Capitol, you know, storming the building should be arrested. And you know what? If you storm into that building, yeah, you probably should. There's a problem. And the reason I say probably is that some of these people were bewildered and just bumbling around and were let in. Some of these people were absolutely insane, it appears. I think so. And some of these people just walked up and the doors were open and the cops were like, well, you know, I, I, I disagree with what you're saying, but I agree with your right to protest. There's a video of this. They opened the door to let people walk in. These people had no idea what was going on. Some of them did. Many of them didn't. There's that photo of that bumbling old grandma waving her little American flag. That's not an insurrectionist. She's just a confused, bewildered old lady who has no idea what's happening. And I'm sure a lot of people just thought it's the Capitol building. You know, like the, the, the Senate buildings, you can just walk into. They're pub- it's public. And they, and they say that, well, it's public. Anyone can come in. It's owned by the public. It's for the public. That's not true for many you know, buildings like the Capitol building and the White House for obvious reasons. Well, these people are, are many of them are going to get uh, arrested. The FBI is already going and rounding up people who are inside the building. Many of them have apologized. Now they're calling for anybody who facilitated the event. So we've seen walk away. Brennan Strzok's organization purged from Facebook. You'll see where this goes. Next, they'll say anyone who financed, anyone who supported, anyone who incited, and then anyone who defended. And that's the the dark place I think we're all heading towards. Well, I guess I'll leave it there. I'll keep this one short, but I will have some more segments coming up. I'll, I'll, I'll just do more segments today, but they'll be shorter. So the next segments will be coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.